0: Welcome to Behind the Sash, I'm Elise Hudson, the 2015 Newcastle Regional Showgirl. The Land Sydney Showgirl Competition aims to find a young woman to act as an ambassador for rural New South Wales with her role involving many official and informal duties, both at the Sydney Royal Easter Show and during her travels interstate and overseas. For over 50 years, young women across the state have competed for this prestigious role. But the showgirl competition is not a beauty pageant. Behind the pearls, makeup, pomp, and ceremony are passionate young women with drive to benefit their local communities and rural New South Wales as a whole. Last week, I interviewed Emily Madge, who was the 2015 Young Showgirl and placed second at the 2016 The Land Sydney Royal Easter Showgirl Competition. This week is part two of my interview with Emily. Obviously, you made it through to the next round. Um, what's it like to be a finalist in the 2016, the Land Sydney Royal Showgirl competition? And what were some of your highlights?
1: Um, being Going through the finals, um, like going through to the state finals, was um, just the most riveting thing just the most amazing news that i'd ever been given um so on the night at zone finals i i you know I, I felt kind of relaxed for a reason for some reason i thought oh you know it'll you know what it will be will be i was having a great time um my beautiful family and friends were all there to support me and you know that was the main thing we were all just having a great night um regardless of of the result and i remember standing on the stage and um I was next to the beautiful Wellington showgirl, um, Abs Lucic, and she was next to me and, and all of a sudden the nerves kicked in and I was like, wow, you know, there's, there's there's three of us going. And I remember standing there and I, to conquer my nerves, I tend to stare off into space way at the back of the room and I was staring at the back of the auditorium and um, they called my name and I'd zoned out so much because I was so nervous that I wasn't really listening until Abs kind of looked at me. And everyone in the room was looking at me, and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, that's me, that's me!" So, so, I stumbled forward like a little goofball and kind of stumbled forward and and got my sash and my flowers. So, being a finalist was just the most exciting thing, I guess, because you don't, if you go into something with no expectations, then you can never be let down. And I had no expectations of having the success I did, so I guess that made it all the more sweeter. Um, and then the preparation to go down to Sydney, um, there was a lot and, you know, getting your outfits and my mum was my personal stylist and we went through every piece of clothing and wrote down every day what I was wearing and down to my shoes and jewellery and everything like that. Um, and, yeah, going down there, I mean, you know, it's only natural to be nervous, um, excited, scared, you know, happy, all of the above and, Going down there and spending the most exhausting, long, tiring, but amazing 10 days of my life was so worth every minute. I had the best apartment. I was very lucky to share uh, an apartment with three beautiful girls, um, Lucy Collinridge, Caroline Miller and Millie McDonald. Um so I was very lucky to be able to share my time with those girls and and be in a room with girls that are on your same wavelength. I mean, you know, all of us were, but it was nice that you could go into an apartment and, you know, unwind after a day of being in heels and being dragged this, that and the other around the ground and, and debrief and learn about, you know, I got to learn about three girls in their lives and then you step outside that apartment and get to learn about the other ten girls, you know, in the competition. So I guess, oh, gosh, highlights. Yeah. Um, Many, many highlights. Each day was a highlight. Um, Probably one of the biggest things I found was going to the Children's Westmead Hospital um, was probably one of the main highlights for me. It, It just kind of reiterates how quickly life can change in a matter of seconds and how people cope with unexpected tragedy or sickness and just That the children in that hospital are so positive despite all the other negatives that might be against them they still smile you know they're still happy to see you and you know see a girl walk in with a sash and a a bag of goodies you know it's the most smallest gesture can go such a long way and I think that was probably very heartwarming Um, and I guess a bit of a reality check too sometimes we can all get a bit caught up in what's going on that you know there's than see these kids and their families and the situations they're in. It makes you very, very appreciative of what you've got in your life. So that was probably a big highlight um, for me. Um, probably dinner at the Governor General's um, house was amazing. Uh, just there's so much history in those walls and such a stunning setting and you know who doesn't get love you know who doesn't love getting dolled up and and wearing a fashion going meetings and some really amazing people so that probably was another a highlight um and yeah what else i mean what else did our show girls get up to um <laughs> uh look you know we we had a good time and i guess the the biggest thing, and, you know, my highlights are, are obviously different to, to all the other 13 girls, but the competition is something that it it is what you make it. If you put your heart and soul into it, and whilst the days were exhausting and by the 10th day when I got home, I was so incredibly tired, um, you just have to knock it back. You put the concealer on, you eat a whole lot of jelly beans and you just keep going. And... Um yeah, it was just really amazing and probably yeah, and I'm sure some of the other girls would agree, the other meeting the other girls was probably the biggest highlight for me, is being able to be exposed to thirteen other amazing women and thirteen stories that you know you just never would have known unless you did it. So
0: was there anything about your experience that you found really took you outside your comfort zone?
1: Um, yeah, look, that's a really good question. Um, I guess um, probably the one of the biggest things that took me outside of my comfort zone was I, to a degree, and I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but probably one of the biggest things that took me out of my comfort zone was the personal development weekend. Uh, sorry, the, the um, development uh, session that we had um, and with with Sam from happening people and whilst it was it was so educational it was really informative but also kind of took you out of your comfort zone because you pretty much analyzed your your behaviour and why it is that you do things and, you know, what is it within your personality that that makes you who you are and how you come across and how you deal with different situations, both in your, you know, professional and personal life. So I guess that was one of the biggest things that took me out of my comfort zone. Um, And, you you know, you pretty much just regurgitated yourself and the way you do things in front of of a room with girls that you'd only met for 48 hours. So, To me, that's probably what put me in, you know, a bit out of my comfort zone. Um, Also, I guess, you know, standing up in front of up to 500 people in an auditorium, um, knowing that every single person in that room is looking at you um, can, yeah, really put you out of your comfort zone. But, you know, if you don't do those things, then you don't learn from it and from that your confidence grows. So... Whilst it was daunting at the time, it was also very rewarding at the same time.
0: Would you care to share what you learnt about yourself during that personal development session?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Give us us your psychology. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I don't know if I should share this with the rest of the world. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, look, I guess... You know, you behave in ways that you think are just, you know, there's no reasoning, there, no, there's no rhyme to it. But the more that Sam explained things, the more you're kind of like, oh, I can see why that happens. Um, I was in the C group. So we're classed as very bubbly people, outgoing people, talk a lot, as you can tell. Um, you know, don't say no do you have time for this? And, yeah, no worries, that's fine, Um, and are very social people. Um, But sometimes we can uh, not quite keep our eye on the prize and sometimes can be easily distracted, um, which I know I can be, Um, and as my family will know, that I can be very easily distracted and have a bad habit of not saying no. Um, So, yeah, I guess... um, you know one of one of the comments that Sam made was that um, this you know particular type of persona or behavior more so um, was you know it can be seen from other people that um, we are so conscious of how we are accepted into society and and how people view us and want and we want people to take us um, you know perceive us in a particular way um You know, and we're always looking for, uh, I guess, approval by other people was at the time when you first hear it, you're like, I don't care what anyone thinks. But, you know, you can see how, you know, we want to make sure not so much that people approve us, but so that we're always seen as making people happy. You know, we always want everybody around us at this particular persona to be happy. We never want to upset anyone and make sure that whatever we said was taken in the right way. So that was really interesting to know Um, and something that I, yeah, I realised that that is something that I do and I do it without realising. And it's not until someone says it to you that you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's actually true. So... Um, Yeah, no, there's no deep, dark and hidden secrets about me. Damn. (laughs) I know, I know. What you see is what you get, unfortunately. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just very interesting and just more so our approach on different situations was, um, yeah, just how we go about things compared to other types of behaviour from different um, personalities. So, yeah, it was good. Very, very interesting.
0: And on the topic of how others perceive you, what do you think it was that the judges saw in you that earned you second place in the land Sydney Royal Easter showgirl competition?
1: <laughs> um I'm not quite sure, obviously, my bribe's paid off very well <laughs> um, no way, I would never do that um look, I guess um you know I've always struggled you know i I don't really like talking about myself, but I guess from you know from to answer that question uh. The the biggest thing I can say that I did is I went down to that week and I was nothing but myself. I never changed. I never, you know, said things that weren't true. I, I never changed who I was from six AM when I woke up till you know midnight when you went to bed. And every time that I was around the judges in, in a number of different situations, I was always myself. So I guess the judges saw that I'm real, I'm natural. And I never changed, and I never, um, I guess, not so much forced an answer, but, um, you know, you you see things as they are, Um, and I guess I shared my experiences from growing up and going through the drought, and um, they could see that I'd been in, had a lot of empathy for for a lot of rural people, especially um, young people, and... um, yeah, I I'm not sure what else the judges saw in me. I guess they saw that I was, you know, not a not a bad person. I guess I'm half decent. So, I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, um yeah, and and I and I guess they saw my passion for helping other people and know communicating in workplaces and especially um you know supporting each other in in rural communities which is something that you know drought or no drought still needs to happen um and to maintain that friendship between both you know um rural like urban and then farming farming families within small towns you know whether you live in town or out of out of town is is you know irrelevant you have to kind of Bind together and get through both the good and the bad times. So I guess they saw my passion for that and my passion for hanging out on a rugby field and all sorts of things. So, yeah, hopefully that's, that's, um, yeah, what got me across the line.
0: Emily and I had so much to talk about. We still couldn't fit it into one more episode. So join us next week, where we will continue on my interview with Emily Madge, the 2015 Young Showgirl and runner-up at the 2016 The Land Sydney Royal Easter Showgirl Competition.